previously on The Mortal Path. Oh, uh, Findex. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lizard people are fake here. Oh shit, yeah, that's a good point. You ain't gonna see anyone else like you. Use this mask thing I have. There's a third, and then like a kind of makeshift Captain Mayhem is standing there. Oh, that's good. This feels very weird. I mean, we've only been away for like a month, three weeks, two weeks. Currently, it's November. Because fuck making up different months. Uh, Just I immediately think we've fuck that shit. There, have we yeah, not? we sure have. Immediately fuck that shit. Now, <laughs> what month did we think we were in? The last you remember, it was maybe like June. Is there a post office near here? I mean, there's loads in the city just over there. You got a letter to send, Matt? Yeah, there's there's a few people I should probably uh, let know that I'm back. And, and you can see there's a post office marked out. But what does catch your attention is the date and the year uh-huh. on the front of this paper. <laughs> and she hands it over because the date is indeed the uh, 3rd of November. But it is 24 years later than it should be. What happened to Pelle? Well, she got arrested. What? She used to... No. For what? Well, she killed someone. because you all went to bed like super early at like seven or so we'll say something like that so you all wake up it's like six in the morning you've had a long sleep you're feeling much better what are you guys doing go back to sleep yeah okay you go back to sleep for another hour <laughs> the campaign never starts wow. it's over we're in a uh. we're in a we're in a safe sheltered room there's no okay. city falling around us. We haven't found any monsters yet. I will set up and go about the day and leave these layabouts to their lion. <laughs> wait, wait, I, I'm following that. I'm following that. I'm, I'm not. hurriedly getting dressed or whatever. <laughs> okay. I would like, right, just try not to piss off anyone downstairs, you know, because we are reliant on them for shelter and have fun. Why, why would we piss anybody off? I'm not so much talking to you, Nat. Oh. Hey. I'm very likeable. Yes, you are. I'm going to sleep. Bye. Uh, Taro, how about we get some breakfast? And then I was thinking of uh, uh, scouting around town to see if there's any jewelers or anything where we might be able to sell those gems we have for a, a tidy sum. Oh, good point. Yeah, good idea. Well, thank you. Okay. We proceed to Norm. Okay. You two head downstairs. Uh, Findex is going to stick around in the laughing cat and just sort of make sure that somebody is with the Narium so that nobody is by themselves. You head downstairs, uh, Jara is behind the bar and they happily serve you up some very kind of like early morning breakfast. They look a little bleary eyed, they're still wiping down counters and sort of, you know, setting things up for the day ahead. Um, are you hanging around to, to talk to them or are you just kind of eating and going? I wanted to ask Nat a question. Go for it. Hey, hey, Nat. You remember those dream people, right? I, I don't think I'll be forgetting them anytime soon. 
What what do you know about them? Other than they just show up in our dreams a lot. Well, I think one of them, or one of the pairs, um, they, they gave me my magical powers. Um, they are kind of like gods. They they don't work all together. They sometimes mess things up. They they think they're all going to end sometime soon. Okay. Do you reckon they're kind of corporeal at all? A little bit corporeal, maybe. I, I doubt it. I haven't really thought about that. I, I was just trying to see if, if you thought we might be able to, you know, meet him face to face. Can I roll some kind of knowledge check? Absolutely. You can roll me either history or religion. A ten. For history or religion, which one did you go for? History. History. A ten. Okay. So you've heard stories bordering on like myths, not really anything that you know necessarily that's founded in fact, of like the gods, you know, performing miracles, walking on our fallen, um, either blessing a place or cursing a place, people who are seen to be avatars of gods or like imbued with their holy power. And some of those stories are real. You do remember your book on magic has talked about two types of magic wielders who are blessed by the divine so people who kind of rely on their like might and strength and seem to be able to channel power at like you know critical moments and then those who are more kind of like settled into magic you you remember reading about this you do know that there are maybe like one or two uh clerics as they're called in sindarian um who can be paid very 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 high amounts of money to heal people um who can afford to pay very high amounts of money for that sort of thing whether or not these gods themselves have been will be or are corporeal you've got no idea but you do know there's a pretty big library in sindarian and you do know actually that hopewell's a pretty well educated city there will be some sort of library here and most likely given your knowledge of the general area and it's part of the world you do know that hopewell has some kind of healing properties with its pump rooms and the mineral water here so you reckon there's probably going to be some form of scholarly religious learning here i relay that cool <laughs> i also add uh yes yeah, so i can remember one time i was i was in the ashen archives i, I must admit i haven't made much study of religion i i heard reference to this great and powerful and very potent god Sinop. And <laughs> he had this, he, he walked upon Alphalan and he had an, an avatar, um, a, a huge giant uh, creation called Ludicrous Bulge, uh, which is a, just a fantastic name. I think Sinet must really have done really well when uh, conjuring that one. Ah, oh, that sounds weirdly familiar. Hmm. Are, are you familiar with uh, any Ludicrous Bulges? I don't think so. No, I don't know where I came from. I just thought it'd be nice. Do you reckon that sign-up one is one of the ones who's been pestering us? <laughs> I mean, from Narin's point. <laughs> okay. Hey. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think any of them have said names. Is that right, Yubi? Yeah, none of them have given you a name. No, they're very evasive, aren't they? They and are. Sort of 
It's pretty annoying. Maddening, one might say. I thought it would be nice if we could meet him, you know, kind of face-to-face on an even playing field, you know? Can I? I'm just going to roll an arcana check. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Uh, cool. I don't even know if that's possible. Well, maybe we should check out some books or whatever. You, 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 Books are good, right? That's where people keep information. I, I do enjoy a good book. A bit of the old research, you know? Maybe that's... We'll, we'll take a look at that after we... We swing by the jewelers. Oh, uh, Jira. Uh, it's uh, it's Jara. What can, Jara. What can I do for you? Sorry. Jira. Let's open a ticket on Jira. Jara. J a r r a h is how I spelled it. Ah, Jara. Oh, Jara. 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 Um. What can I do for you? I I was wondering. We've been away, uh, from this area for a long time. Could you? Is there anything going on in the city that we should know about? Oh, well, you just missed a pretty weird uh, food festival. It was a odd one; didn't go down so well. Um, well, there's the pump rooms. There's always good fun. What do you mean you've not been round for? For I don't recognise you around here. We've been out of town. Well, are you locals? I don't. No, out of town. Isn't we haven't been here before. Well, I haven't. Don't know about you. Uh, once, but when I was just a child. Right. Uh, well, you've got the pump rooms. You've got the uh, temple. Temple's very nice. Uh, you've got all the delights of the low lanes, if that's more to your liking, which if you're hanging around with Nerium, I assume it is. Uh, you've also got the... I was, I was more wondering, like, is there... Is there a big... Like political scandal or any major military action planned against you know anything really normal big. tourist things yeah we're not after tourist things we just want to you know get the news hold on you looking for work i mean yeah like right i know that miss nerium has two jobs and i'm assuming it's not the job that i I'm assuming it's the oh, other no. job that you'd be looking for work. No, no, the other, you know. No, we're journalists. We're looking <laughs> for a scoop. What's the scoop? Oh, I don't know anything about, you know, papers and police. Okay, then forget what I said. Uh, I'm not a journalist. Um, what was this other job? Well, you're starting to kind of weird me out a bit here. I don't know if you're, if you're, if I can talk to you or not. You can say whatever you want to anyone. Nobody can stop you. Free country. <laughs> De- absolutely not true that wait which country are we in <laughs> I, I i thought this was a free country that's why i was I, i'm not sure wow this is well, big yeah, big news this of... is a scoop if, if you're still talking about doing crime and someone over here i'm not you, doing a crime go... who's talking about doing a crime absolutely no one i've not got any jobs for either of you i wasn't looking for crime jobs i wasn't looking for a job I wasn't offering them. I wasn't right. offering them. Our voice is being raised at this point. You can definitely hear some some sort of like. I'm gonna come downstairs. I think. Oh ah, uh, good morning, Miss Nerium. You uh, wanting breakfast? Good morning, Jara. Why are we shouting? Absolutely was not offering any sort of jobs to anyone at all. Thought they were maybe your friends and maybe similar lines of not the job, not that you know the other job. When you did way less often. What, are we talking about dressmaking or sex work? <laughs> I think this loser thinks I'm a cop. That! 
Is it, no, Ooh, bloody hell, no, Jarrah, no. I don't think there's a force in on a planet in this whole system that would take him. Um, That's right, the cops can't take me, I'm too powerful. <laughs> That's absolutely true. What's going on here? I, I, it's funny you should mention jobs, actually, because I was going to talk to you about our, our mate Findex upstairs, because he's a dab hand with the crepes. <laughs> For what? <laughs> I mean, pancakes, pancakes. They, oh. This is a speciality where he comes from. Right, we're, ta- we're talking about too many jobs here. Well, I'm talking about one job, Jarrah. It's very early. Do you need a cup of tea? Actually, I think I need a drink. Yeah, maybe you should talk less about jobs and focus on your own job. <laughs> and they were like, wheeled themselves behind the bar, just like shaking their head. <laughs> they look lost. They look confused. They're quite young. And, and you do know, Nerium, that the... I mean, you know that the Laughing Cat is still owned by Regis and Avalir, pretty much. And so, like... Yeah. Um, I'm going to turn around and go, what exactly happened to you? To Nat and Taro. We were what just, were you asking about? I was just asking about the, the, the current events. And then Jara mentioned a job. And then Taro... Uh... Tarot. Read between the lines. Look, I'm not sure how this got accurately, I think. We just wanted rumours. That was it. I mean, I'm not sure you necessarily want to jump straight in. I mean, there's honest work that you can do around these parts, so... Why is everyone here... Obs- oh. well, just, Let's go know. to the wherever we were going now. Come well, on. Hang on, hang on. Before we go, before we go, um, I had an idea. Um, Jara. They popped their head back up. Um, is Hafez still the best place to go to um, fence jewellery? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Is, yeah. is he still in the same approximate location? Yeah, I, I think it'll be fine for you. Doesn't like new faces, but... Noted. Okay. Um, that is probably one of the next things that we need to do guys but i can guarantee you that hafez is not awake at this hour all right well i guess since he doesn't like strangers i'll i'll leave that one with you yeah that's fine you can do that what you you want to give me all your um jewels and stuff and i'll yeah yes i'll do that we trust you implicitly now we both disperse our gems (sighs) yeah and you actually can trust me which is lovely Let me have a look at how many gems I have. Do I even have a gem? I, I... I mean, you were getting a wage from Mark Trade of some kind. Nobody told me that. <laughs> That's a job. I have one Jerry gem. Jerry gem. A Jerry gem. Jerry gem. According to my my sheet, which I've opened now, I have I one Jerry gem. Sixteen, which I will pass back over to Neri. I assume I got paid some money. You be just decide how much money I have after the transaction is complete. Okay. I'll leave it in your capable hands. Thank you. I appreciate it. I don't know much about the economy, you see. I have actually been keeping a note of this, but I've not got it in front of me right now. One thing you do notice as you're sitting at this table and you are counting out the money, um, or the gems, is Jara like, gives you a little glance over, spots the gems and kind of like nods, and, and they look a little bit like more self-assured, like, okay, yeah, we were kind of on the same page, but we all got very confused there, clearly, you know, okay, I didn't accidentally out my pub to the police. Whoops, you know. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you do, you do also notice that there is a painting on um, one of the walls that is, like, 
slightly askew with your vast perception you also know that that is definitely one of the many hiding spots in the laughing cat where one may put things that are to be collected and it being slightly off by that amount means there is a collection waiting to happen so they're waiting for someone to pick it up you also know that with the laughing cat there is often like a little scrap of like either ribbon or thread or something that is hung on the corner of the painting to indicate who it is meant for Uh uh-huh and is there a piece of ribbon there is a little piece of thread and from this distance you can't quite make out what exactly it is but there is definitely one hanging okie doke Cool. Well, I will count up and tidy up um, into various pockets or whatever the uh, gems in front of me, and then I will go over to Jarrah and say, yeah, Jarrah, um, I don't mind going into the kitchens myself. Do you mind if we sort out some breakfast? Absolutely fine by me. All right. Um, do you mind if I bring Findex with me? Like I say, I mean, it can do you a little test run of some pancakes if we can find the ingredients, and I'm sure you will be impressed. Well, could use a hand round here. It's absolutely no fun getting up this early every day. Nope, I imagine it's not. Um, On my way to the kitchen, I will attempt to see what colour the string is. Okie dokie. As you go through to the kitchen, you do see that it is indeed a bit of thread and it is a very kind of like dark emerald green, almost black thread. And it is one for you. That is your thread colour. Okay. In that case, I will turn to Jarrah and say, Oh, um, you don't mind me just straightening this picture, do you? Jarrah, like, glances over to it, looks at the thread, looks at you, and has what's clearly like an oh moment where you probably think that they didn't know who that thread was for because it was never picked up in the entire time they were here. In the entire 24 years. Yep. And so Jarrah just kind of like very Pippin-esque puts their finger to their nose and goes, I'll get the batter ready and wheels into the kitchen. Pancake batter. <laughs> yes. All right. This is weird. Now let's go to I'm the just, library. I'm just, I'm just, do you know what? This place was very different when Mel used to run it. Um, I'm going to open the uh, collection point and see what's inside. Cool. So you pull the picture frame just up from the wall and it's got these little like, um, almost like little hinges. So it can only go up so far. You would have to like, it's, it's not actually like hung. It is actually like appended to the wall. Um, and as <laughs> what? What? Somebody, somebody giggled at the word hung there. I heard it. I think it was Ed. But it the was recordings, <laughs> The recordings will tell in time. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was um, laughing a bit at the appendage to the wall after hung. Okay, uh, all right. Oh, we, we all have different tastes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Right, and you, you kind of reach behind it and there's a little catch and a little, like, lock. Not like a lock, what's the word? Yeah, catch, a catch. You reach behind this little catch and you just press it and you feel this shift and this bundle of letters and papers in your hand. Thank god it wasn't anything perishable. Good. Uh, There's just like a rotting piece of meat in there. Exactly. There's there's, there's something that obviously used to be someone's head. Uh, Right. Okay, cool. I will um, slip those into a... Actually, probably just into my bodice so that they're nice and safe. Okay, you do notice they are tied with uh, the same dark green ribbon, and that ribbon you recognise because it is a hair ribbon that you gave to Melvin quite a long time ago. Oh, okay. Um, 
I will go in and see how they're getting on in the kitchen. Okay. Findex and Jarrett, having a great time. Seem to be very quickly making friends. Do you you know what? It looks a bit like I might be in the way here. Um, I'll just sit in this corner if that's all right. That's fine by me. You are doing a brilliant job there, Findex. Oh, thank you. It's really early to have a job interview, though, and you didn't tell me. I didn't know, sweetheart, but you are rising to it beautifully. Okay. Um, I'm going to sit in a corner of the kitchen and read some of the letters that have been left for me. Okay. Nat and Taro, you have been abandoned once more in the pretty much empty uh, main room of the Laughing Cat at about seven o'clock in the morning. Half seven. Now you've had your breakfast. Wait, what did they have for breakfast? We already had breakfast. They had like bread. They already had breakfast. They had like breads and cold cuts. Early bird gets the worm. Whatever low fantasy breakfasts are. (laughs) Early bird gets the low fantasy stale bread heels. Exactly. the night before. I'm getting pancakes. Yeah, well, we're getting (laughs) knowledge. Yeah, we're off to the library. We're going to the library so our brains get big. Okie dokie. You have that little map or you've seen that little map at the back of the newspaper and Natalia's keen mind and also her quick excursion into Hopewell beforehand, you very quickly do find a pretty nice building. It's nicely built. It's a little bit art deco, um, but it's solidly nicely built in a nicer part of Hopewell. You come out of the low lanes, not quite like the gated community parts, but you know, there are people going about their, their day-to-day business and the doors are open. When you say it's a little bit Art Deco, what do you mean? If you Google Art Deco buildings, it's a little bit like that. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> sort of tall, skinny arches. And yeah. Sharp lines and things. Great stuff. This looks great. Thanks. Ah. Enjoy my world building. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little bit Art Deco. Ah. Well, that was fascinating. Anyway, to the library. Okay, you head into the library. There is a single librarian behind a very old mahogany wooden desk. Um, uh, it is a human, and she kind of blinks over at you a little blearily early in the morning, gives a little wave. Hey, Good morning. Hey, where, where'd you keep the books? <laughs> uh, everywhere. Pretty much everywhere is where we keep the books. Oh. Where do you uh, keep the, uh, the books on gods? Oh, religious tomes are second floor, uh, back left corner. Not my area of expertise. More like about gods, like meta-theology, if you will. Um, pretty much still the same area, but a little bit more towards the stairwell. Which one is the most true? (laughs) Out of what? (laughs) Out of the books. Out of the books, which one of the books is the most true? Yes, with the god, the god books. Please. Which of the god books is the most true? Yes, well, if you had to objectively <laughs> count how much truth was in I each had book. To objectively measure the truth of each book that we hold about the deities. Which one is the most true? Or, or most likely to have the most truth in it. Or most likely to have the most truth. <laughs> I understand these things can be a bit wishy-washy. Oh, God. Very much so, and what an intriguing question. (laughs) First thing in my morning. Let's have a look, you know, 
learning shared is learning doubled. Let's go and have a look. And she will start to lead you. That's right. We came here to get my brain swole. <laughs> well, you have come to the right place and I will be your leader. And she goes up the, the little winding stairs to the second floor. And the library, is, as it kind of gets... Um, as you go up the floors, it gets more kind of crowded and you can see clearly where they've kind of started cramming more books into areas. There are a couple of areas that look not very well stocked at all or like that's maybe not of like interest here. Um, but she leads you towards the left hand side of the second floor, a little bit more towards the stairwell. And there is a couple of pretty long, maybe like... 10 15 foot bookshelves that have a fair amount of books in them fair amount of books on deities and gods and local legends and mythologies and and they also kind of back onto the astrological side of things and then it slowly meanders its way into the astronomical and then the science side which is the other half of the <laughs> second floor so they put religion and science on the same floor and they put yep. horoscopes as the dividing line between them love it i could see gary gary losing it a little bit at that point <laughs> i had to really think about which words it was but i got it there i got there in the end you i think it. i got the right ones so she starts to go through the books and she's clearly also kind of looking and she pulls out a couple of tomes and she hands them over and she goes well this one was written by a very revered scholar this is obviously not an original printing it is a hand copy um, but it is very accurate i've only noticed three spelling mistakes so this one's pretty legit we also have this one here this is more of like an encyclopedia um it's a little bit more kind of based in fact as far as anything can be based in fact when dealing with such nebulous matters as deities and yep. whom or what they are very nebulous this, yep very nebulous uh this one's written by my mother-in-law and i do have to promote it at every single turn it's not about gods it's about cooking but she did give me the advance on my house so this is the price i pay We've all made bad deals. We really have. I wish I could make that deal. Yeah. It's not a great house, but it is my house. Well, thank you very much. We will we'll peruse. We really appreciate your uh, guidance. My pleasure. Is there any particular reason you're looking into the divine? Have you been called upon or anything of that nature? Yeah, and it's really annoying. I thought it was meant to be lovely. Yeah. No. Oh. We're getting mixed messages. Oh. You should maybe head over to the temple if you're having questions of spirituality and faith. They're very keen to talk to anyone for a very long time about those sorts of subjects. What happens at the temple? People talk to you for a very long time about spirituality and faith. Yeah, I think I'm just going to stick to the books. You can shut a book up. That's true. I could just <laughs> leave it or burn it or whatever, really. Well, uh, no, we won't burn any books. Don't no. burn any of my books. I will find you. Okay, it. all right. And I will kill you. Duly noted. Right, I'll leave you to it. Uh, if you would like to take any of these books out, come down, speak to me. We'll work it out. Uh, please try to put them vaguely back where you found them. If you can't manage that, we have a cart. Oh, well, I'll put them exactly back where they were. You don't have to lie to me to make me feel better, but I appreciate it. No, Nat's very good at libraries. She kind of gives you a suspicious look, like, 
I don't know. I don't know if I believe anybody could be as good as libraries as me. Nah, prove it. Do, do a library trick. Say something only a library person would know. I will turn around and recite the names of every book on the shelf. <gasps> that is a very neat trick. Thank you very much. I'm a seasoned bibliophile. Congratulations. A pleasure to meet you. I didn't catch your name? No, you didn't. Um, well, it was a pleasure to meet you too. Ah, I know when I'm not wanted. All right. And she will leave. That was... That was sick. That is such a cool use of keen mind. <laughs> to, I know. To, to flex Woo. on people. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. If you'd given her your name, you would have had a dinner invitation there, mate. But she's <laughs> away now. Uh, so. Hey, what? You... I, I set her up. Where was my dinner you invitation? Did. You did a great wingman. <laughs> you did. You were fantastic. Um, so you start reading these books. What kind of things are you looking for? Okay, so here's what we're going to do. The same way that we did in the Eternal Labyrinth when Nat was looking stuff, both of you um, make me uh, some kind of role. What kind of role do you think it's going to be? Could be history, could be religion, could be... I'm looking for the truth, so I'm going to go for history. Okay, I was about to say, I will allow <laughs> wow. wacky things. I will allow you to do a constitution check for concentration, for example. Oh. Like... However you want to swing this, I'll let you make a roll, and then depending on how many on how good your roll is, I will uh, answer an amount of questions. Can I use sleight of hand to to roll my hands across the book? I will really fast. intimidate the well, book. Well, now <laughs> hey, intimidate listen. the book. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. What about insight? Uh, what's the reasoning for using insight? I have a higher score in insight than I have in history. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I, uh, we might be able to put this conversation to bed. Nat 20 on a history check, plus four. Nat hey. 20 on a history check. Tara, I will let you use... Okay, here's here's the deal. I will let you use insight, but the risk that you run is that you have to roll a d20, and if it's odd, you're still Taro, but if it's 20, you're going to kind of awaken Vesper a bit. Nice. Ooh. Because you're going to be using, like, you're going to, if you're using your insight, then you're kind of trying to connect with things that you know, things that you remember, as well as just, like, reading the books. You're also trying to, you know, connect them to contextual things that you know. And with your scattered memories over Gerald, that's quite a task. You've got to kind of, like, pull those together. And so you run the risk, in this case, if you want to use your insight, that, I say run the risk. It's not a risk. It's not, like, a bad thing. Uh, it might be a bad thing. Might be. Depending on the time and the context. I'll, I'll, uh, why not? Why not run the risk? Why not? Why not? Let make me have to think about things. So okay. this is gonna get very confusing. All right, here we go. Okay, so first and foremost, roll, roll your insight check. Eight. Eight. Okay, so we've got an eight and a nat twenty, and then roll me a d twenty. If it's odd, your taro. If it's even, Vespa's here to say hello. It's a three. It's three. It's still taro. So, okay. Uh, Tara, I will answer you two questions, and Nat, you can have six. So, while you think of those, we're going to go back over to Nerium. So you get two questions, and I'll give you the truthful answers, and that's what you managed to find in, in this library, basically. And for Nat, you'll get six questions, truthful answers, of, of what you managed to find in this library. So bearing in mind, you're in a, you know, a library in Hopewell type things. So if you ask, where will the god of death be tomorrow? The library in Hopewell ain't going to have that, for example. Yeah? Okay. Gotcha.
Hello. Um, my, I'm Findex, and I've been asked to give you some messages, and so I'm I'm going to do my best with that. So, okay, first and foremost, hello. I I did that one, and uh, thank you for listening to me to this. I think thank you for listening. Please, if you have an eye device, which I guess is some kind of maybe a magic thing from the Fallen City, if if you have an eye device or um, if you have access to one, can you leave us a review on iTunes, please? Again, I, I don't really know what that means, but uh, that's what it's written here. So if you have an eye device, please consider leaving us an iTunes review. Um, also, we want to say thank you for everyone who... Um, tweets us so maybe am I talking to bird people and to people who tumble us I don't I don't know what that means I don't think I want to know what that means actually that kind of sounds like something Narium would laugh at so um thank you to everyone who tweets and tumbles us we're very grateful because it helps our algorithms and we also like to hear from you so thank you for everyone who says nice things and draws us pictures and does everything like that wow it, it turns out that this um this voice of mine is is isn't built for for long talks i do good with a couple of lines longer than that and and it's a strain mm-hmm, i can feel it so thank you also to jenny and orion for writing the transcripts jenny just wrote the episode 8 transcript thank you so much and orion edited it which is amazing Thank you, and and now we have transcripts up to episode ten, and I'm in there, so you can you can read me. I'd also like to remind you about dndice.co.uk. So I I guess they're to do with dice. You can get five percent off if you type in mortal dice, all one word, into their gift coupon bit. I think, and they have free UK shipping and a flat international rate. I, I don't really know what that means, but it sounds pretty good. So you should go and, and look at their dice. Because I, I bet they're pretty nice. Huh. Nice dice. I think Taro and Nat would laugh at that one. Nerium too, I think. I'll keep it in mind. We also have a Patreon. I don't know what any of these things are. They just don't make any sense to me. Uh, we have a Patreon, so if you want to check that out, We'll leave a link in the in the show description. I don't know. What does any of this even mean? This is so confusing. But we have a Patreon that updates with new content every Saturday. And everyone chips in and helps out with that one. So if you want to see all sorts of things like music and maps and behind the scenes stuff. You can check out our Patreon and support us for uh, just two Gary Gems a month. I don't know if that's a fair conversion. So... Once again, thank you to everyone who's listening to this and to our journey. And we hope that you enjoy season three back in Alfarlan and that you have a great time listening to us. And I, I hope this this was okay, me talking to you like this. So thank you. Bye. Yep. 
So you start going through these letters. These are all from Melvin and they are all addressed to you and they are all very personal letters. And they are almost after, after a couple of them, they're almost more like journal or diary entries. You know, they kind of talk to you about, you know, how his day was going, a couple of deals that went right and a couple of deals that went wrong, um, complaining about Regis and Avalia, talking a bit about Jarrah and how they're growing up so fast and how you would love them and how, you know, he thinks that they're probably going to be, you know, a real great help behind the bar and everything. Mm-hmm. One that really catches your attention is one that is dated maybe about 12 or 13 years ago. And this one talks about a circus that comes into town and talks about a soothsayer or a lady of divination called Marlo. Aha! And, mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. and you recognize that name very much because you have met Marlo. Yes, we have. And Melvin talks about the rumors that he'd heard that if one had enough money then she would look for someone and you could you could pay her to find someone that you needed to find and he talks about selling loads of his possessions he talks oh, about taking out no. loans against the bar against the the pub against his you know everything he has to save up that money and he tells you that she couldn't see you and she he tells you that it was that she was shaken by this because there was someone else that she'd been looking for before that she couldn't see. And it wasn't like she was pushed away. It was like they just weren't there. They were gone totally. And she realizes, he writes to you that she realizes that she had met you before this person that, you know, you were looking for and that you had disappeared suddenly and there had been a big accident in Grendelford and all of this kind of chaos that had happened and you three had disappeared and had never been found. She says she'll look again and he ends that letter by saying that he doesn't know how he's going to pay for it but he's he'll go and see what she has to say and the next letter is you flick through them to kind of put them in order says that she looked for you again and again she couldn't find you but she struck a deal and he owes her now a favor for looking for you again and for the promise that every year on the anniversary that you went missing she will look again basically and that is the 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 promise that she has made but he now owes her something and he writes that she says there is something rotten in Beryland and she has to find out what it is and she needs help and so she wants him knowing that he has some criminal connections you know some ways and means of getting around and doing jobs to go over to Beryland specifically to get closer to a noble who is currently situated in Sterla and he kind of makes a couple of jokes about you know if I told you everything when you came back I'd have to kill you haha ha. um, but he does put the initials of this noble which is E dot Z oh, oh fuck and that is oh. the last. <laughs> I wonder who who could it be? The guy is. It's who is the guy? Together. It's been so long. We're all practically elders now. Um. So you. <laughs> and that's pretty much the last letter. That's it. And that one is dated around the same time as the. No, that one's dated about a year before the last letter that Jara gave you came through. Well, the last letter that Jared gave me was about nine years ago. Yeah, these were starting out about 12 years ago. And then right. they end about 
after about two years, basically. And so they've come back here. Well, you think actually looking through them that he probably never posted them and that oh. he was kind of writing them for almost more for him and oh, to hide no. away for if you did come back. You um, absolute fool. And no one changed the decor. I mean, you're in the low lanes now. Yeah. Also, that's a pretty... Jara knows that's a way for things to get picked up and, like, dropped off. It's an antique, like... you know? It's probably raised in value. Probably hasn't. <laughs> um, oh, my God, Mel. I'm sitting there and occasionally probably just going, Fuck, Mel, then, you idiot. <sighs> okay. How are those pancakes coming along? They are great. Findex is crushing this job interview. Excellent. I'm going to eat pancakes with Jarrah and Findex. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, Jarrah? Yeah? I've not been around for a really long time, have I? Um, so, like, is there a lot of um international travel going on in <laughs> Hopewell? Because it's always been quite a uh, cosmopolitan sort of place. People from all over, all sorts, coming to visit. You're just full of the weirdest questions this morning. Uh, I mean, sure, as much as I think there's always been. Yeah, so like, um, hang on a minute, mm, mm, where am I going with this? Now, we are from a very, very low magic area, aren't we? Mm-hmm. There are trains, if that helps. There are. So like, um... Circuses that have travelled round the area, like one which had a fancy soothsayer that was here yeah. a while ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, Marlo, the soothsayer, tall lady, very pretty. You've heard of her? Yeah, I have, actually, you know, on my on my travels. Uh, does she visit? Do, do they come here often? Well, it was every five years or so, usually. And how long till the next time? Uh, two, I think. Came about three years ago. Right. Um. Well, it's pretty fun, that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um. Oh, don't fuck. Don't tell me you're gonna go fucking do what Melvin Melvin did. He nearly lost everything. I mean, I might, but like, it's I'm a grown up. I get to make my own choices, sweetheart. Um. <laughs> I. And you're not going to miss me? You haven't seen me in 24 years. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about two people going to the soothsayer and then one disappearing and then one going to the soothsayer and the disappearing and one coming back and what you're going to disappear and he's going to come back and it's like fucking misconnections. But for yeah, 24 but like, fucking years. Yeah, but like, you know, you get Melvin What's back. What's the point of soothsayers if you can't meet up anywhere? You be. Is this kid the grown-up version of the kid who was in the Blades game who found a ghost? Remember oh, that kid? The, go- the ghost who bit him. Yeah. Uh, no, I could just only do that one accent when I try oh, okay. and do a London one. It's just that. <laughs> That's it. It's my one one. It's not even London. It's middling between West Country. It's I'm just, sorry. it's a very specific tone of voice that, like... It is. It's the only one I could get into the, the, the <laughs> accent for. I'll yeah. try and do another one, but it's not coming easy to me. <laughs> it's the same voice. Um, yeah, well, it's sweet of you to care, Jarrah. And certainly I'm not going to be going anywhere in the immediate future because we've got Peleth to deal with. Now, why don't you tell me everything you know about what happened there? 
Right. Well, Pelleth had started making home visits to Lady Belva. Very weird. I know. Not the usual. Only to Lady Belva? Or was she... No, she went around to a couple of others as well, but uh, mostly people who were, well, I guess friends of Lady Belva in her social standing, in her circle. Started going around there for a while. Uh, and then, well, she was out that night and the house burned down manor everything in it lady belva charred remains dug out you know interred in the big old mausoleum you know put all the bones a skull in there i mean what about all the staff in the house all mysteriously out for the evening all swearing that they had been given a nice sum of money from a very pretty elf to go and enjoy themselves for a night while she took care of the mistress of the house. And they found some sort of evidence, some things of Pelliff's there. Part of the trial said it had to be her because her, you know, some of her kit was there. So, I mean, wasn't she at the site when the when the place was burning down? Did anyone see her in the area or running away? Or, I mean, all the servants said that she was the one who sent them away. Well, where did they find her after the house had burnt down? Well, she was here. She'd come back. And did anyone speak to her before she got arrested? No, I all barged in here. Gave me a right fright. I was trying to, you know, hide tidy away a bit of peace. I didn't want anyone to see. About 40 fucking guards came running in. Stormed upstairs. Disrupted everything. Cut her off. Didn't even get to say goodbye or what's happening. She didn't get to speak to anyone in the interim. No, that was it. Banged up trial that was it jail right and um you definitely saw them take her out of this building i definitely saw them take her out of this building what what insinuation are you making well <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I would know <laughs> no no i just mean you know they didn't they didn't like you know carry a bundle out I, I, i'm oh, asking no. any question i can think of in case it's helpful no i've been to visit her yeah but i'm just wondering if they arrested her from here or if that you know anyway not that it matters. No, they definitely arrested her from here because I had taken her a couple of things to, to eat and drink. But half an hour beforehand, she was in a lovely mood. She was in a good mood. That's very good interesting. Mood. Right. So she got back. She was happy. She said she'd had a great, fun evening. It was a right barn burner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I applied to be a witness in her defence and they weren't taking any. I thought I was a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting legal system. Isn't it, though? Good grief. Um, Right, so you don't know that any of the... Uh, what's happened to the house? Has it been inherited by someone? Did she have any... I don't know anything about Lady Belva. Oh, uh, she had... She's got a son who lives in Sindarian now, who inherited a bit of the, res- the estate, but the... No, house got burned down. I think the council's going to do something with it. But... Uh, what? Well, he sold it on. He sold it to the city of Oakwell, so they're going to build something there. Don't know what they've decided oh to build God. yet. Oh my God, are you telling me the inhabitants of the Upper Circle are going to have council housing built? <laughs> what? No, they're going to build, like, I don't know, temple, another temple, something there. You can never have too many temples. No, he sold it. Do you know it. what, Jarrah? I have absolute faith in the accuracy of your information right now. Uh, the kids sold it to the city. The city's going to build something there. This, this is, okay, fine. Yeah, fine. Yeah, I believe you. 
Yeah. He wanted the money. He didn't want to stay around in Oatwell where his mother died. And he went to Sindarian again. Where he already had a house. I know. I'm just surprised that, you know, that like the neighbourhood um, ladies who lunch were willing to let well, it, it's going to be a place for them. It's not going to be a place for us, they're building. Like I said, it's going to be a temple. Or some oh, another bathhouse or something. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe. Right. Okay. Um... You wouldn't happen to know what any of Lady Belva's staff were called. I imagine they found new jobs. Not off the top of my head. It's been a few years, but I could find out for you. A few years? She's been in prison for a few years? Yeah. For the murder of a noble? Yeah. This is getting weirder and weirder. And there's one other thing you can help me with, actually. Lucky me? What is it? Um, Next time Avalir drops by... Ugh. Yeah, I know. Let him know I'm around... And Are you I'm, sure? I'm sure. Yep. Uh, let him know I'm around and I'm willing to talk to him. Right. And Regis? Oh, yeah. I chat with Regis. I mean, Regis never... Anyway. Um, and I also would like to know, uh, where did Ralphus Morgane end up living up? Well, I think he's still in the... In the... I think It'll he's be, still... It... Yeah, it'll be up a circle, but I don't know what property they ended up taking because I know there was a question about. Oh, I don't know. That was way before my time. I'll find out for you. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, no, I mean, Avalier will know, won't he? I think so. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Doke. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll ask him. Um. Word of right. warning: Avalier's yeah? been a bit. I mean, Avalier's weird, but Avalier's been weirder than usual. Aspirations, you know. He's been talking about ambitions. So just uh, <laughs> oh keep that in mind. God. I mean, don't sign yourself over for something <laughs> that he's gonna. Ah, uh, I'm sure you know, but I've seen many people get, well, honestly, what they deserve, but you know, get tricked by him. So just be careful. I've got no interest, and I can tell you this absolutely honestly. I've got no interest in working with Avalia in any of his professional capacities. Right. Yeah, I am willing to talk to him. Right, I'll put that, I will put that to him next time I see him. What time is it now? Do you think Hafez is up? Well, it's about ten o'clock, half ten. Yeah, old people don't sleep that well, do they? Right, I'll go and see him. <laughs> Thanks, Tara. See you later. In the library, Taro and Natalia. Nat, we'll start with one of your questions. I would like to know about the deity density over time. Okay. <laughs> so basically, I'm looking at how many gods have been around on Alphala, thinking that it will, well, if it's decreased over time or increased, then if it's tended to four or eight. Okay. With your nat 20, you get that it has increased, but you also get that there are quite a lot of books that are written about um, gods that all seem to actually probably be the same god, mm -hmm. but they just have different names and titles in different areas and regions. So with a nat 20, it looks like there's a pretty big pantheon, like a pretty huge pantheon, which can go all the way down to villages in certain areas having like, you know, four or five names for what's pretty much actually the same god. When you whittle it down, there seems to be a consensus between there's probably actually more. And these are, again, some people write that they don't believe in gods at all because low magic world, there's not a whole lot of them doing a whole lot of stuff all the time. Um, 
there's pretty much a consensus that there's probably between six and 12 actual ones that you can trace back a far way. Um, and the rest of them can all actually be appended back to a previous god. So they can all, like, if you have, like, eight names, <laughs> you can actually trace them back by their roots to the same god a bit further up, and then you can probably trace that god and eight other gods back to their roots a bit further up, and, and you can keep going up like that until you're left with somewhere between six and twelve. Second question. Are there any references to dual deities? Yes, okay. there are quite a lot. And in fact, that seems to come up quite heavily is this idea of um, two sides of the same coin type thing. So like two guardians, but who embody different aspects and who kind of create two halves of a whole. That comes up quite a lot. And that's quite important when you when you look into the way that the um, the observed galaxy is because there are two suns and each of those suns have a planet that goes around them and there's quite a lot of like Alphalan in the middle and the universe split on either side of them and that all moves around kind of in a way or it feels like to some of the scholars it all moves around Alphalan in a weird way well not it's not weird to them that's just how they know it works I'm gonna take a question from Taro where do gods live okay uh the most given answer is that the gods live inside us always and we must embody them but there are a couple of theories that you find that are quite interesting one is that gods are appended to the things that they represent you find a bit of writing about different kind of like levels of reality and different kind of levels of like elemental planes and you've heard a little bit about this because you've you've one of those uh, gods had mentioned sort of like creating a, a kind of dimension and you know that when you were in the fallen city and you were in that kind of dream space you were in kind of a place that was not your world but was kind of a different reality alongside it so you kind of get the feeling you're not reading like as concisely as Nat so Nat is like getting the answer to her question specifically which is why you only get two but you do get a general view that there is the known universe and then there are other planes of reality that go along with it there's probably a plane of like the dead and a plane of like the the ones that are called like the astral plane and um planes where like fire comes from and things like that and there seems to be a pretty hard belief that there's those those super magical planes and places that's probably where gods live if they live at all in a corporeal fashion cool is there anything about deities taking people to other dimensions planes worlds yes you find a fair few stories mostly from further back um of gods taking yeah taking people to other places other planes you find a couple of very interesting little bits that speak of people who claim they've been taken to other worlds and shown other things and one that strikes you very much is somebody who talked about how they got taken to a planet of red sands and deserts and this big the sun was like so close to them in the sky and it was this very hot hot place and it sounds a little little bit like Exton to you from where you've been there um but this person who was subsequently returned to Alphalan died very shortly afterwards in what seems like a, a pretty gnarly way uh what way and Great. when uh, what <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty gnarly to me just uh yeah choose my next question here replace that <laughs> what happened Yep. So it looks like there was some sort of internal 
overall hemorrhage that was very sudden oh, Jesus. and kind of like an explosion um, mm. of kind um, at, at which the people recording this said oh dear and backed <laughs> off quite quickly from investigating that any further as it was quite you know, uh, if I will say, are you these answers? Are you giving them to Tara and Tara? Are you kind of like talking to Nat? Are you sharing this knowledge between you guys? The last one I did, yeah. Oh, I'll share everything. That'll chatter. Okay, Tara, you do remember as Nat says that that when you were talking to your two deities right at the beginning, um, they had shown you this long line of people that they had tried to talk to before, and you had seen several of them collapsing and kind of becoming yeah. you know collapsing dying very suddenly from kind of the implication was that, yeah it literally yeah overloaded of some kind and so the gods were saying to you we don't want to tell you too much or do too much because we don't want to do that to you we're trying this different tactic now um you're reminded of that as that tells you that story huh interesting sorry the other bit of that was uh when was that uh that was about 100 years ago okay taro your next question Hey, Yubes. Mm-hmm. How do you kill a god? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, there are quite a few books about killing gods. Some of them you flick through and you realise that they are... Yeah, of course. Cool. Loads of, ki- loads of books about killing gods. Some of them are just, like, fantasy novels, and you realise pretty quick <laughs> that this is not actually a real book of things that actually happened this is just a fantasy novel about somebody i was told these books would be true <laughs> well she gave you good books um but some of the other ones on the shelves are clearly just like fancy you do find a couple um of books that talk about some villages and some areas on our fallen that believe that by combat you can sort of like inherit another villages like god and kind of like the way that uji worked in um very early feudal japan like really early japan like 400 ad japan that you could um take Thank over god another we're village all familiar with that time period for <laughs> yes. a reference yeah well, who, if you weren't favorite. there like where were you <laughs> right come on back then like come on it's all written down um yes yeah, so... anyone who was anywhere was there back then <laughs> listen hey at least i'm not talking to you about bodies again come on it's kind of indirectly japanese well, yeah. Um, so you you read about some places that believe that, you know, gods were appended to um, people or to places and that those could be destroyed and therefore the god would be destroyed. Um, but huh. most of them kind of say that the only way that you could destroy a, a god and very important, some of them do talk about the um, ice tooth viper which is a very old myth on Alphalan about this huge serpent that was like a protector of the world and something happened, the myths kind of differ here as to what exactly happened, but it was chasing itself around the world, bit its own tail and froze to death, which is why you have this Cragmore range right down the, the circle, the ring around Alphalan of cold mountains. Quite a lot of them talk about the um, ice tooth viper trying to kill some gods but ending up killing itself in the process um, or being an avatar of one of them there seems to be a general consensus that in order to kill a god you would have to meet a god and sort of find where it was tethered to what exactly was kind of not powering it but but where it was you know linked to and destroy that before you could even think about destroying them huh cool that part i don't share with nat Okay. okay. Interesting. 
What's the word on deities influencing events? There's a fair amount of historical stories about that. They get less and less as you get closer to the time that you are in. Okay. Seems to be more of a thing of myth and legend. There are you come across mentions of Sinep. You come across mentions of the the avatar of Sinep of Ludicrous Bulge. Um, you come across various people who claim that they have been powered by the gods most of them again some of those you see the same kind of thing where they died suddenly or they kind of just disappeared seems to have happened more in the past less now cool and your final question natalia nightlark are there any references particularly to like caves outside hopewell or cave outside of what was that little town called little ebbing Yes, in fact, you find a book which talks about magical places in Alfalan, and there is a very, very old story appended to Hopewell that the caves outside of Hopewell were once very magical. That's where the hot springs and the mineral water comes from originally, those mm -hmm. hills and mountains, and the caves there were the healing waters in this area of the world. You also hear about this um it doesn't mention little ebbing and you get the feeling that little ebbing was probably never even on any map ever but you do find mentions of caves in the cragmore range which is roughly where you think that you appeared that would have been these tunnels that would have led down to where the body of this huge viper should lie beneath these right. these kind of places of again great magic but also very much cold and decay and things like that. In fact, it mentions quite a few places over Alfalan that have these these spots of magic. Although, again, you notice a trend that it seems like the magic is drying up over the years, or you know, has been kind of said, oh, it probably wasn't ever magic because it's not magic now. And there seems to be like a trend towards it all kind of like drying out and and not being there anymore. Okay, I will note those locations. Uh, they don't have to be any near Sindarian, do they? There is a very old cave right at the bottom of the centre of Sindarian, and you know that that's where the tombs were built around. Ah. That is said to be said to have been a spot of great power, but now it is just run by the catacombs. Nice work on the extra question, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, that's good. You got an out twenty. You found out a whole lot. I think that was a lot of a lot of brain exercise, Taro. Taro? Yeah. Oh, there you are, under that stack of books. Yeah. <laughs> you read all these? Ah, uh, fair few. Fair few. I'm, I'm spent, though. Um, food? Yeah, that sounds good. Should we try and catch up with Narium? Oh, let me just put all these back in order. Okay. 25 minutes later. <laughs> okay. You put them, do you put them all back in perfect order? You can. Of course. But you don't have to. You okay. could fuck around. <laughs> Okay, as you leave, and you're not taking any books with you. Uh, no, I, I don't have a card. <laughs> she seems to say I'd be fine. I haven't registered an address. Uh, what, what? What are you talking about? Of course not. Okay, as you leave, she looks up from her books and gives you a little cheery wave as as you walk out the door. The librarian does. I give a little wave. I'm polite. Oh, today you're polite. That's good. I'm polite. Had a sleep. You're feeling better. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> 
I'll wait. You had to sleep and some breakfast, and now you're feeling like Look, you can be polite to people. I again. don't. <laughs> I, I respond to aggression with more aggression. That's all. Okay. All right. Jara okay. literally just wanted to know your name. They're a bastard. <laughs> okay. Good to know. I think. Um, I can't remember how that conversation <laughs> went. I'm going to assume we all had a negative experience uh, there, so. Okay. It is what she it gives is. you a cheery wave uh, as you leave. You're heading back to the Laughing Cat. Yes. Yeah, why okay. not? By this time, it's probably about midday or so. You've spent quite a long time in the library to dig through that amount of books to get that amount of information. I was going to say that was quick. I would have thought we spent the whole day there. Yeah. We read like 12 yeah, books. I'm, yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. So you come back, it's like 7, 8 at night. It is pretty rowdy. And this is a thing that you are noticing as you're walking through the low lanes. It is like, yeah, it's pretty rowdy. There's a fair amount of little street fights that are happening often in various corners it's clearly in fact natalia you feel quite at home here <laughs> this is this is sindarian light um, okay. as you're walking through these these lanes back to the laughing cat and one thing you do notice is that the laughing cat despite its slightly shoddy outward appearance there is golden light spilling from the windows and the open door there is the sound of laughter and music from inside and it looks like it is having a genuinely cheery time and as you two walk in, you can see that Jara is behind the bar, as usual, and they are serving up pints left, right, and center. But you also see Findex, who is carrying trays of food around and, like, dumping it down in front of people and is looking vaguely flustered, but also is, like you saw in Quasi Queps, is definitely working with a sense of purpose and confidence that you don't usually see from him. I'll be helping out behind the bar as well. Hi, Nerium. Did you find out anything good? Do you want a drink? Yeah. Yes and plenty. <laughs> what are you having? What is good here in the future? <laughs> well, um, I think the beer is still good, but I wouldn't touch the wine. All right. Good to know. Do you have any cordial? <laughs> we absolutely do have cordial. Uh, unfortunately, we've run out of the apricot one that I used to do, but I think the elderflower is still good. Yes, that would be lovely. Excellent. Right. Pint or half? Uh, half. Uh, and could we get some food? Uh, yeah, uh, there's a bit of a wait. Uh, Findex, word's got about already. That was quick. Well, you know, the lot of people who come here uh, will make their way up and down the road over the course of the evening. Euphemism. So, yeah. <laughs> no. no, that would be up and down the stairs. Um, oh, it's very hard to tell with you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, we're um, there's about a 30 minute wait for food, but we can certainly sort you out. Yeah, cool. Do we just relax into a, an evening of normalcy? Yeah, why not? It looks like it. Jara, you're all right. I'm going to go and uh, sit with uh, Nat and Taro. All right, no problem. Give you a yell if I need any help. Yeah, well, you can, but I might not be available. <laughs> all right, all right. Julie noted. <laughs> right, yeah. Let's let's um, eat and drink and exchange information. Okay. I'm going to tell them all about Marlow. Okay, so you let's set this up. So you, you find a corner of the Laughing Cat. You are very able to quickly clear a table from some people. Findex, you get told it's a 30-minute wait for food. Two minutes later, Findex arrives, <laughs> puts down food that is probably clearly meant That's for somebody else, um, as well as your drinks, and then runs off again, looking flustered but happy. I think he likes it here. Good, I'm glad. We get good service here now. This is great. I mean, I always did. Is this the time where we go, knowledge, 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 knowledge? We just, yeah, spill our beans. 
because <laughs> I've got rooms for that upstairs. Okay. So, Taro, you're not saying which bit aren't you saying about? The bit about where I looked at how you kill a god. Okay, that so that's bit. the only bit that isn't shared. So you talk about yeah. the, you bring up Marlo, you bring up what Nat's found out, and you bring up what Taro's found out, except the bit about how to kill a god. Yeah, that bit I'm keeping close to my chest. One other thing. Um, at some point during the afternoon, I found old Hafez. How did that go? Oh, yes. Roll me some percentile die. I had 30 uh, gold equivalent in gems plus 16 uh, gold equivalent in gems. So that is... You had about five grand. About five grand in gems. Yeah, okie doke. Cool. So I'm rolling percentile dice. All good. That is a 10 and a 9, so that's 19, isn't it? 19. So, um, these... I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> these types of gems are not very well known, and you get the feeling that he's not entirely sure that they're legit, um, because when he's, like, using his, like, I don't know, jeweler spyglass thing, and he's talking about the way that it's cut and the faces of the gem, or facets, I can't remember what it's called, it's one of those two words, don't know if there's a T on the end, um... I think it's facets. I think it's facets. Um, he says that basically they're unlike any other gem he's ever seen before, but they do look a little bit maybe like coloured salt. And he kind of like gives you a couple of like hard looks and he offers you 19 Gary pieces for the lot, which is that which is like, you know, it's a lot for some salt. It's like 1.9 grand. Just make me like a persuasion check or a charisma check of some kind. Okay, doc. Do a haggle. New rainbow, rainbow sparkly. Rainbow sparkly dice, 18 plus my charisma. Okay. No, hang on. Let me look it up because I think I actually did put points in that and I, I want to use it. Persuasion plus four. 22. 22. Okay, so what he'll do... Hafez, it's me. Come on, you know me. <laughs> so what he'll do is he will take half of them and he'll give you 10 Gary pieces for half and he says yeah. that if he can sell them and if he can find interested buyers... You can come back That's with the rest with and he'll give you a much better price. That's good with me. Right. So I give him 23. Right. Cool. Of these gems and I take home a grand. Yeah. And the promise that if he can sell them, if he can, you know, make some money off of them, he'll buy the rest of you at a much better price. I kiss him on the cheek and say, thank you, Hafez. It's good to see you again. He just kind of grumbles off at you and then <laughs> shoes you out the shop. Oh, um, is he working on his own still? Or, you know, he doesn't have a, an assistant or anything? Because he must be getting on a bit at this point. He is ancient and he is still very much working on his own. Damn it. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Back for the info dump. A dump, 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 dump. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Carrie. <laughs> As it were. <laughs> okay. So, like, you guys were just looking up about... I mean, I don't mean just. I mean, you, you guys were looking up about gods yeah it was a big library if you've got another topic i don't know go back tomorrow well i feel like they like us there oh do they well done taro <laughs> yeah i know they're very reasonable people good excellent person singular oh nice um well i'm just thinking about what are because my immediate avenues of research that i'm going to be looking into aren't really library based hmm. are you sure there's lots of books in the library 
Well, it's about my mate that's on death row, really. The one... They might be in the library. His friend died in a suspicious manner. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> nice. Nice, Natalia. I like it. Well done. I'd be laughing, except my friend might die. Um, from Yeah, so the house burnt down. All the servants were bribed. That does seem a bit suspicious. Yeah, and not like... And they all say they were bribed by Pellet. Not like the mistress gave them an extra ten quid and told them that... that well, not quid. It's a colloquialism that we use in the oh, area. Oh, a quid, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, sent them down ah, the road. the old prid, quid pro... Fuck's sake. The old quid, <laughs> quid pro, pro quo. Quid pro yes. <laughs> the yes. quid quo. The quid Oh, the old prid quo. The squid pro quo. I love me yeah, some squid pro quo. There's a seafood restaurant down the road that serves that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... And then she come, Peleth come, obviously Peleth's innocent, I think we can take that as read. But she didn't have can any we? suspicion that anything, yes, we can. <laughs> we didn't have any suspicion that anything weird happened. Because when she came back to the laughing cat, she was happy. She ate something and then apparently 40 guards bust in and arrested her. I'm normally pretty happy when I've done a good crime. What? So there seems Pellet to me... wouldn't know a crime. There seems to be two paths here. One, yeah. the, the much... Less the likely one is that uh, <laughs> Pellis did it and, yes, was happy the crime worked out. But the much more likely one is Pellis just uh, gave the servants a bit of money so she could have a, a fiery, oh, sorry, a rowdy time with, <laughs> um, and then afterwards came back and then after leaving... Somebody else did something and burned down the house. But the weird thing with that is, right, if they wanted to get so noisy and Lady Belva didn't want the servants to hear, why didn't they just come here? Why was it a house visit that required the house to be empty? Or it was a fake. Someone was pretending to be Pella. whoever this person is. Yeah, that I, one. I think you need to talk to Pella. I think I do as well. Um, and I think I'd like to do that sooner rather than later, if only so she knows that someone's, you know, on that case. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. Uh, let me know if there's anything you need from me. Well, do you know what, Nat, actually? I, I think it would be helpful if you guys came with me. Because you're both, you know, a bit more able and charming when it comes to... I'm all right at sneaking into things, but if I've got to talk my way past some guards, I don't necessarily know that I'm going to be the best person for the job. All right. I've got a feeling I'll have a dream tonight and uh, something might happen, and so I might even gain some extra spells. <laughs> That's a very strange thing to say. I, uh, I lean forward and take a sniff take a sniff of uh, Nat's <laughs> elderflower cordial. Right, <laughs> so I think that's what tomorrow... What I'd like to do is see Peleth, um, possibly drop in on somebody that I might want to see on my own. No, actually, no, fuck it. No, you guys come with me. I'm going to go and see Ralph with Morgane, um, who's a posh lad. Um, mind you, God, he must be like 40 now. That's weird. And he's human. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and uh... Now you're just going to take that. <laughs> well no it's just I knew him 24 years ago so well no he'd be about 45, oh, no, I, 46 by now I, I understand he was a little thing of 19 it's different I, I've got a couple of elves uh, elven friends and let's just say I'm very glad that 
of their longevity. Good. Yes. <laughs> Me too. Um, and the other person I'd like to speak to is Avalir, but, I mean, who knows when he's going to turn up, so we'll wait and see on that one. But does that sound like a plan? Sure, boss. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> oh, don't call me boss. I don't like that. Can the three of you make me perception checks, please? Sure can. Roll your perceptile dice. 21. 16. 13. Okay. Nerium, a split second before a hand touches your shoulder, you know that someone is standing right behind you and as that kind of like hand grasps your shoulder in a way that is far too firm to be kind oh. and friendly the three of you kind of like glance over and you see this drow figure um with oh, this like hood no. pulled up and his hair in kind of like these um this like long like white plait that is threaded with like little bits of like red and silver ribbon and he leans in and he goes I've heard you're asking for me. Who are you? Avalia. This is Avalia. Uh, he is an old acquaintance of mine. Avalia puts his other hand on Nerium's shoulder and like pulls her like back a little bit, like against him, and like puts his like mm. face next to hers and grins. And he goes, "A very old friend. Good to see you again. I've been looking for you." I see. I see your name's also an instruction. Or a warning. Yeah, ha 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 ha. Yes, now, Avalia. Um, I hope um, Jarrah told you. I was wondering if I could have a talk with you. Is that something that you think is going to happen? Well, I think so. Put enough time and effort into trying to find you. You want to talk here, or you want to go somewhere a little bit more private? You wanted to find me for what exactly? Maybe we can talk about that. All right, well. If you'd like to excuse me, I'll just get us a key. So I go over and I presume the keys to the upstairs rooms are kept in the same place. Yes, sure. Yeah, so I come back and I get a key. And I say to Avalia, we can start now if you like. <laughs>